Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine. Your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Donald Trump was arraigned in New York City on Tuesday. He is facing 34 felony counts. But there are a lot of issues with the indictment. I mean, chief among them, the fact that the statute of limitations have passed for a felony indictment. But that doesn't matter. This is a political hit job. We saw Alvin Bragg shut down the entire city over a $130,000 payment. And if you question if it's political, just look at the timeline of all of this. The former president's first hearing is scheduled for December, which means that all of this is going to go on throughout the Republican primary. But that's what they want. We also know that it's all bogus, that this is a hit job, that that Alvin Bragg is just a, a tool for the left, that his entire purpose is just to destroy Donald Trump, that it has nothing to do with the rule of law. It has nothing to do with going after criminals. Listen to what he said yesterday at a press conference. We cannot and will not normalize serious criminal conduct. I mean, this guy's a joke. Is he serious? I mean, last year he downgraded 52 felonies to misdemeanors. I used to live in New York City. One of the reasons I left is because of the crime. The streets of New York are not safe. He lets criminals roam the street. He lets murders and executions happen in the middle of the street. He lets robberies happen in New York City carjackings happen in New York City. I mean, you could walk down the street and get randomly punched in the face. If you're on the subway, you could get pushed in front of one. Or if you're a woman, God forbid, you can get raped. But he's okay with that, right? Because again, he he downgraded 52% of felonies last year to misdemeanors. But he's going to get Donald Trump. I mean, he promised that. That was a campaign promise. And now he's following through. Now, Trump remained defiant. He took to a stage at Mar-a-Lago after the arraignment. And he said this. Have a Trump-hating judge 
with a Trump-hating wife and family whose daughter worked for Kamala Harris and now receives money from the Biden-Harris campaign and a lot of that. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. And as he laid out, that's the problem in all of this, that he's facing a a Marxist Manhattan DA in a Marxist state in a Marxist city where a jury of his peers are a bunch of left wing radicals. So can he get a fair hearing? And what should you know about the unsealed indictment? What should you know about these charges that are laid out? Is the case strong? We're going to ask Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, who joins me on the show, and he's next. Stay with us. Attorney General, uh, Donald Trump was, of course, arraigned this week, uh, facing 34 felony counts from the Manhattan DA. You know, what do you make of the case that Alvin Bragg has laid out? Well, it's um, it's a case that would never have been brought unless his name was Donald Trump. Um, We've never seen anything like it where we have 34 counts for all this pretty much. Uh, It's already passed the statute of limitations. Uh, It's also I guess it's dependent upon some crime that they've not even specified yet so that they can uh, sort of bootstrap it into a felony because right now what the case looks like is uh, misdemeanors. So it's it's I guess I wish I could say it's hard to believe, but that's the, the, the tactic that is being used by the left everywhere. It's just now uh, everybody should be worried about this because if they can go after the president this way, there's really no one that's safe. Does this surprise you that they're doing this, that they're just being so blatant about it? And as, as you pointed out, they're not even laying out really what the, the felony that he committed is. Does this surprise you at all? I think it is surprising because because I, you know, for other levels of government, we've seen it in my state with Governor Perry and KBL Hedgeson, Tom Blay, others, where they go after them to try to ruin their political careers and ruin their lives. But we've never seen a president in the history of this country. So for the left to go to that level and clearly stretching, stretching, stretching their legal arguments into like crazy stuff that no one's ever been charged with before and violating this whole idea of you know statute of limitations, which is designed to make sure that cases are brought in a timely manner so people don't forget the facts. And um, they have no regard for the law. They just wanted to get him. And this guy, this, uh, this district attorney ran targeting Trump, and he wanted to deliver on his campaign promise. This is not America. This is not the America that the founders set up. It's not the America that I grew up in. When you have to be afraid of the government, that they're targeting you and trying to find some way put you in jail. That's what they're doing. Well, and of course, you know, no one should be able to question if it's political in nature, because the the next in-person hearing is going to be December 4th. So this is, you know, essentially creating a circus during the Republican primary where Donald Trump has already declared. Uh, Exactly. And you also have to look at the history of, of this district attorney. He has let all kinds of people go. He's reduced felonies, murders, other crimes to lesser offenses. Um, and so, you know, he's got a pretty big job in, in, in New York to prosecute crime. And, uh, and yet he hasn't really done that. He's done a really poor job of that. And somehow he's got lots of time and lots of resources to go after a former president after the statute of limitations run and try to concoct some theory that he's committed felonies just to ruin his life and ruin his campaign. I guess my concern is that, 
you know, it's pretty, you know, I'm not an attorney, but even looking at this, you know, the statute of limitations, you look at the fact that in order for him to commit a felony, it has to be in pursuit of concealing another crime. They don't lay that out, right? So you can go through these things and see obvious glaring issues that you don't have to be an attorney to see. But the problem is that this is happening in New York. And he is facing, you know, a, a Marxist DA, a Marxist judge, a Marxist state, a, you know, a Marxist city, and the jury of his peers are, you know, a bunch of left-wing radicals. Can he get a fair hearings in this environment? No, no, he can't. It's impossible. It's not designed to be a fair hearing. It's designed to uh, have the result decided before it's ever started. And that's exactly why they wanted to do it where they did it. And, uh, you know, the process for him going forward is, you know, it's not very encouraging. It's not going to be based on what the truth is, what the law is. It's going to be designed to convict from the very beginning, which puts us in the same league as countries like Russia and China. I don't see any real difference when you start targeting people and the outcome is known before the actual trial. So, yeah, he's going to have problems. I mean, you know, hopefully he can get to some appeals court that will be fair. But I know in Texas, you know, a lot of these Republican leaders had to go pretty high up to get out of Travis County, which is Austin, before they got any kind of fairness. Otherwise, because of their name and the fact that they were Republicans, it guaranteed a conviction. Well, and if it was just this, too, it would be a little bit more comforting. But he's facing incoming fire from Georgia. He could potentially face an indictment there. He, he's facing federal investigations, which are being overseen by special counsel Jack Smith. So, I mean, they are really throwing everything at him. And this time it's, you know, criminal investigations versus, you know, just congressional impeachments. Yeah. So what they do, this is, this is common. They, they, they just line up as many of these as they can, they can get, hoping that just the weight of all of those will crush somebody, destroy them. Um, maybe one of them, they get, you know, lucky and they actually uh, take away the freedom of an innocent person. That's their greatest hope is to take away the freedom of an innocent person. And so that's what they do. They just line up as much crushing uh, legal problems. And fortunately, at least Trump has resources. Most people in his situation, I would say somewhere in the high 90s, would have to plead guilty to something they did not do because they wouldn't have the resources to fight. So most people in his situation plead guilty to something they did not do because they cannot afford to fight. And that's what I really believe that this is all about is, you know, it's not just about, you know, Donald Trump. It's about silencing political dissidents. Right. I mean, we've already seen the Department of Justice go after parents, labeling them domestic terrorists. They went after Mark Houck, the pro-life Catholic uh, who just wanted women to not get abortions. Joe Biden took a stage in Philadelphia a few months ago, labeling 75 million Americans as enemies of the state with the military behind him. So I think they're making it pretty obvious that, you know, the whole point of this is punishing people for wrong think and punishing political dissidents in America. I think you're exactly right. They're trying to send a message. There's, it's, a, it's a chilling effect designed to keep good people who might otherwise run for office and have the wrong views, according to them, from actually getting into the race because they realize that, look, if I get in with the thousands and thousands and thousands of laws and regulations that we have, these prosecutors can have unlimited sort of resources, unlimited possibilities to try to connive and concoct uh, some type of crime. And obviously, these are not crimes that we used to deal with where we know you've been harmed. These are stretched and they're more um, 
they're harder to define what you actually what actually crime you did and what harm you caused. I mean, I assume that's the point of going with 34 is that even if you can get, you know, a couple thrown out, the, the hope is that you at least get one to stick. And then, you know, you label Donald Trump a, a felon, which is, you know, essentially what they're trying to do is, you know, ruin him and, and tarnish his name. I guess my concern is I, I, I haven't fully grasped my own head with the political fallout of this all is going to be because, of course, as conservatives, we care about the rule of law. We care about the weaponization of government because it's aimed at us. But, you know, if you're an independent who probably already hates Donald Trump, is this going to get you over to her table to try to win, you know, the 2024 uh, election or, you know, would education or, you know, the economy be what could get them to come over? So I'm a little bit concerned that if this is the driving force heading into the presidential election, we might find ourselves losing. Yeah, and I think that's obviously the point. That's the, just to drag us down. Um, and if we stand up and say, we're not going to put up with it, then we're stuck in the fight, right? We either have to give up and say, okay, they win. They can do this to anybody they want to, and we'll capitulate. Or we have to fight it, fight it, fight it. And that potentially puts us in a position of supposedly creating a taint to the party or dragging the party down or causing trouble. Why don't you just stop? Why don't you just get out, sacrifice yourself? But the problem with that is once we capitulate to that, we have lost. They will just keep doing it and they will find something on anybody that they want to. And if you can do it with this kind of legal theory that's, you know, any competent attorney would never file, then you can do it with anybody. There's nobody that's off limits and nobody that won't be charged with a crime if they decide they decide they decide that they want to charge you with a crime. So I've been going back and forth in my mind about this, about meeting power with power, right? I mean, there's an argument to be made that the only thing that Democrats respond to is power, and the only way they stop with this is mutually assured destruction. Is it time for conservative DAs in America to start targeting Democrats to to meet power with power, to, to show them that mutually assured destruction is awaiting them? Yeah, I think we definitely have lots of people, the Bidens, the Clintons, who have committed not crimes. They certainly deserve to be investigated and very likely have committed crimes. Um, but the problem is we don't really have that many DAs that are willing to risk themselves for that. Um, for some reason, the left has, has recruited people. They've emboldened them. I don't see many DAs um, across the country that are willing to take on that risk. And a lot of times we don't support our, our people doing that. And so they're left on their own to take on this fight and then they get attacked and then people come after them. And so they're they're in a position like, well, I don't have the support of the media. I don't have the support of George Soros, who funds all this stuff. I don't have the support of my own party because nobody else, else wants to take the risk. And so it becomes really challenging, at least from what I can see. I just don't see, I mean, if you can name a DA doing this, who's actually pushing forward on actual crimes of very powerful people, I haven't seen it. Well, and it's also challenging because we have leaders like, you know, Mitch McConnell in the Senate who is probably, you know, cheering this all along. So, you know, that's sort of a challenge we face as well. You're suing the Biden administration over the one point seven trillion dollar omnibus. Uh, tell us about the lawsuit, you know, why you filed it, what you hope to accomplish and why it's important. Look, so it's important that the process, the constitutional process is followed. And it's clear that Nancy Pelosi had a vote without a quorum. Um, they were proxy voting, so people would turn their votes in to the clerk, uh, and then somebody else would vote them. And that's not that's not the way the founders envisioned it. No one's ever done it that way. I don't know of any other legislature that has allowed that. And so we're just saying, look, you can't pass a 1.7 trillion dollar bill 
with less than half the people there. That's not how the Constitution works. And you have to respect the process or the reality is we don't have a constitutional process. We have whatever Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden make up, and they are actually running the country by themselves. There is no there is no uh, republic. There is no democracy. It is controlled by a few people. And that's that's where we're headed if we don't say that the process that involves elected representatives showing up and voting matters. You know, and I think that's kind of how, how we got here is, you know, everything is so centralized now. And the more centralized the government is, the more centralized big businesses, big tech, big banks, the less power we have as the people. Uh, and that's sort of where we have arrived right now in American history. You know, are there any final thoughts? Is there anything that you'd like to leave us with before we conclude? I think there's hope. I mean, if the American people in, in force stand up and say, we're not putting up with this, we're not going to let the media talk us into this. We're not going to let our people go down just because they're, they're, they're in the middle of controversy. They're being attacked. A lot of times it's easy to say, why don't we just let them go? Let's get somebody else. We cannot do that at this point. We have to stand up for our own. And we have to fight with them or they will take us all down one by one. We've seen that in other countries. That's the way it happened in Germany. And that's the way it's happened in Russia. That's the way it happens in China. We cannot let that happen here. I agree wholeheartedly. I know you'll be out in the fight. Uh, you know, we're going to continue to do that uh, on this show and, you know, continue to do that on Fox and, and wherever else I can. Uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson, always appreciate your time. You're a busy man. I, I truly enjoy you joining the show and, and breaking this all down for us. So thank you. Hey, so glad to have be on and, and uh, give a great day. That was Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, uh, obviously very passionate about all of this, as he should be. Uh, I want to thank him for joining the show. I want to thank you guys for listening at home every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. Uh, please leave us a review. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. I love looking at those. I want to thank my producer, John Cassio, for putting the show together. Until next time. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. 
People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.